The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ryan McCain, realtor with Redfin. Ryan, thanks for being here, brother. Thanks for having me, Tony. I appreciate it. I just got I just realized how many R's are Ryan Realtor Red. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a lot of uh, what is that, iambic pentameter? I don't know. <laughs> One of those things. Um, Alliteration. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but no, so tell me, uh, you know, growing up, where you grew up and how you got into real estate. Sure. So uh I it'll be twenty years. Crazy. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Um I don't feel that old. But it'll be twenty years that I've been in real estate next year. So I first got my license in two 2003. Uh, I grew up in the southwest suburbs, Orland Park, uh, and I actually got into the business through my stepmom, who owned her uh, owned her own real estate company. And uh, as we were talking uh, off air, um, you know, when I graduated high school, uh, I didn't go to college, and I worked in construction. I bartended, I waited tables, um, I took acting classes for two years at Act One Studios, and um, and I was actually working at a steel plating factory oh. in Joliet. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was working at a steel plating factory in Joliet, and one day, first of all, I hated that job, but- I can imagine, geez. It's, it's about as fun as it sounds, <laughs> but I one day I got completely covered head to toe in chemicals. It was like these acids that we use. And um, I remember driving home that day and I all I was thinking was like, I, I need to have some direction in my life and I need a career. I can't keep doing this. And uh, called up my stepmom and said, hey, can I come work for you? Wow. And um, <laughs> yeah, I've been in real estate ever since. What drew you to it, just to start, just because, I mean, was it really just that, either or, or was it something about it that you actually um, were fascinated by? You know, I've always loved, uh, I've loved homes, I've loved buildings, and in fact, when I was in high school, I was like really considering becoming an architect, because that's what my stepdad did, uh, but I soon realized I was bad at math. Uh, <laughs> I, school was just not my thing. Um, and um, my stepmom, I, you know, growing up with her, um, she's always done pretty well for herself and was able to build a business. And just like me, she never went to college. Um, so I, I just kind of was something I was thinking about and, um, and really, um, you know, honestly, out of lack of better options, I just decided to jump into it. And I've always enjoyed sales. Um, and um, yeah, the opportunity pre you know, presented itself yeah. and I decided to take it. So, and, and I mean, I know for you right now, as we've been talking and, and the biggest thing that, that we've been talking about is personal development, self-development, mm -hmm. just growing um, as a person that when you first started to where you're at today, I mean, sounds like you're the opposite human being, right? <laughs> but yeah, take me to just kind of like where, from when it started, and it was also a different time, different, you know. Just oh, absolutely. Completely different in real estate, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that. But just as you've seen yourself kind of evolve through it and the successes you've found, because 
obviously you've, you've been transacting quite a bit uh, on real estate especially yeah. this past year. But yeah, where, what for you have you found, one, to be successful that's kept you on that path, but two, that you've evolved from to now see success differently, right? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, when, when I first got in the business, this makes me sound really old, but when I first got in the business, um, I remember having to fax offers. <laughs> right, right. And you would, when you had a counter, you would mark up the contract and fax it back to the other broker. And by the time it was done, it looked like one of those ink blot Rorschach tests. It was just, the, you know, completely illegible. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, the, the internet was around back then, but it wasn't, you know, people didn't really use it for, right, right. for buying real estate. Um, completely, completely different industry altogether. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, really, um, I, fortunately, it was always kind of drilled into me that you should, you should always continue to learn. You should always continue to grow. Um, this business changes you know, almost every day, so you need to you need to stay up to date with it. Um, but for me, I've always, uh, I've, for the most part, I've always had a passion for just self development, um, self improvement. Um, you know, I, I've I've read the standards: think and grow rich, um, power positive thinking. Um, but uh, but for me, it really it really started to kind of take hold um, really not until I was in my probably mid thirties when I, when I switched back over into residential real estate. Um, oh, so you were doing commercial? I was in commercial for oh, wow. four years. Yeah, I've kind of bounced all over the industry. So I first started working for my stepmom. I was both a mortgage broker and a real estate uh, broker. Uh, How did, long did you do that for? I was with her for about five years, doing I want to say. Doing both. Wow. Yeah. And that was back during the refi boom, back when the during the ninja loans <laughs> where all you needed was a face and a name and you could get a mortgage. And it's crazy um, to me yeah, still, yeah, it's it's so crazy to think about now. But then um, when I knew I wanted to, to work more in the city, uh, I started working for Chicago Apartment Finders, yeah. did apartment leasing, because I was like, I know the city, but I don't know the city. The best way to learn it is to lease apartments because you're doing a lot of volume. You're going out to every neighborhood. Um, and then I did that for a few years. And then in 2008, I moved out to California um, because... I was like, well, the world's falling apart. Everything's collapsing. I might as well be warm. Yeah, um, and so, it really was, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was nuts. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. I was standing in my my dad and stepmom's living room in California, and we were watching TV. And they just announced like Lehman Brothers folded yep. and Washington Mutual folded. And I was like, well, uh, you know, the world's falling apart. You might as well. Uh, I might as well be warm. And I'll, I ended up staying out there. I went out there for a ten day trip. Oh ended, no way! Ended up staying out there for four years. Yeah, my brother. Oh, wow. My brother. Um, he came out there with me. He went back home after about seven days, and then he called me up and he's like, "Hey, let's move to California. We've been talking about it. The world's falling apart. Let's make the move." So I said, "All right, I just won't come home. You just bring all my stuff out here. No with, way. You know, with you." Um, so when I was working out there, though, I worked for a small real estate mortgage company out there. So you just get licensed right away. It was just like yeah, logical I next did, step. Yeah, and I I actually didn't even need to get licensed for the, for this company because I wasn't <laughs> you know I wasn't really um, I wasn't really a broker. But oh, what I, see, I, I was doing, uh, I was handling all of our short sales. <clears throat> I was handling all of our um, I was doing I was actually doing mortgage processing, short sales, REOs. <sighs> 
uh, pretty much anything that needed to be done, I would do because there were a lot of those there, back then. Yeah, <laughs> there, was, there was no jobs, yeah. and I was very fortunate to find a job in real estate, and uh, and it was a great experience because the owners of the company, um, I'm still friends with them today. Um, I learned a lot just by watching them and seeing how they were able to adapt, not only adapt and like just, you know, scrape by, they actually grew. They actually did really well during the worst real estate market ever. Um, wow. So it was it was it was a good learning experience. It was great to watch them um, and just like, you know, that entrepreneurial mindset where you just if something's not happening, you just got to go make it happen and yeah. you got to figure out ways to make money. And um, so when I moved back from California, I worked for CBRE in commercial real estate for four years. What made you move back? Uh, it was just time or what? I was just, uh, I don't know. I Looking back on it, I was just homesick. Yeah. I really was. And um, and I, to be honest, within about six months of moving back here, I was wondering what the heck I was thinking. Oh, man. I, yeah, I was our, we had a really brutal winter that first winter, and I was like, Literally, you know, yeah, that was a bad winter. I remember oh, it was that. horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. We were getting that was like, like the, the snow drifts of like yeah, 10 feet or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, so yeah, within a few months, I was like, what the <laughs> heck is I doing? And um, so I worked at CBRE for four years and then got back into residential with uh, with Redfin. I actually just celebrated my sixth uh, six year anniversary this month. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, for me, I didn't really see the whole. It was like I've always been in self development. Always listened to like business books, business podcasts, self development podcasts, um, a lot of Tony Robbins type stuff. And but it really didn't take hold for me until I was you know switched back into residential real estate, and it was like. Okay, now now everything that I've learned, I need to like prove I can do it, and um, and yeah, that's kind of when it really took off for me. Was I just I started to see a little bit of success, and that mind you, at this time when I first started working for for Redfin, uh, I knew it was going to take about six months before I'd start making money. Mm. So I was a little bit of a different model too, right? Completely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, different model, but different model. But you're still you still need to sell, and you still need. I mean, you won't you can't survive off of you know the salary that you yeah. get. You have you have to produce, you have to sell, and I knew it was going to take about six months before I started really making money. So I was getting up at four in the morning driving for uber then i would work then i would drive for uber again at at night and i was wow. doing that probably five or six days a week wow then i was doing odd jobs like you know i had a friend of mine who had like a uh like a liquor rep business so i was doing like however whenever you go to binnies and you see people doing tastings that's the kind of stuff i was doing whatever it took to make money yeah yeah um but yeah but then i think once i started seeing some success and i started seeing that what i've been learning and and practicing was working that's when it really took off for me um got excited about it. got really excited about it so so what advice would you give to people that are starting off in the industry i mean you've been doing this 20 years now mm. you've seen the ebbs and flows of it practice it in a different uh, state um, 
and then you kind of kind of clicks for you at some point. Though. Mm-hmm. What was that clicking for you that you know you can translate into some advice? Like I said, for for people maybe wanting, and not only real estate, but you know, really anything you're looking to to find success in. You know, I think it's it's a cliche, but it's true. It's just get started. You know, mm-hmm. just just get the ball rolling. You know, get your license, get you know, get some momentum going, but also you can really shorten your learning curve by uh, working on a team or finding a mentor. Mm, right, right. Um, that's going to help you more than anything. And I, I've, it's interesting talking to some agents uh, who are new in the business and they have that, they've almost got like an ego already and they're not even <laughs> doing anything. They right. haven't even sold a house yet. And I tell them like, go work for a team, go work for a broker because you can read books, you can listen to podcasts, you can watch YouTube videos, but nothing will teach you more than learning underneath somebody. Because this business is, I mean, the the reality shows make it look so easy. And it's, I always call this the most unglamorous, glamorized business out there. Funny. They make it look like it's this really glamorous job. And I'm like, it's anything but. Like what you're seeing on reality shows, first of all, you know, it's all done for TV, but it's also even if it was, you know, quote unquote real, what you're seeing with them negotiating and driving around and looking at these houses, that's about 1% of what a realtor actually does. I mean, that's that's very, it's, it's a very small sample size of what we actually do. Um, and there's just, there's just so much to learn about this business that you're just doing yourself a huge disservice by not working for somebody and, and getting a mentor um, and working on a team for a little while. Um, and you know, I was very fortunate. I had my stepmom. Like she was very difficult to work for. <laughs> uh, at the time, I hated it. Now, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, she really helped shorten my learning curve. Um, I'll never forget, I was talking to an agent. This was after I was in the business for about maybe a year and a half. And I was talking with this agent on the phone, and they're like, oh, how long have you been in the business? And I said, I don't know, about a year. They're like, really? You sound like you've been in the business for like 10 years. I'm like, wow. oh, thank you. I was like, well, I've got a, a great teacher. Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, there's that. You know, get go work on a team, find yourself a mentor. Um, and just humble yourself and, and work underneath them for a little while so you can learn this business because it's it's very nuanced. There's a lot to know, especially in a, in a market like Chicago. Um, there's just so much you need to know. And the best way to do that is to, to leverage somebody else's knowledge and, and go work for them. Do you think that's why there's so much attrition in uh, real estate is because people have these really just false expectations they get in there thinking it's gonna be all glam and then when they have to do the work they freak out and then they don't want to absolutely because I, th- I think the the national statistics i think That's <clears> crazy. the average realtor lasts like 18 months yeah because everybody's been sold this idea that they're going to be driving around and talking on their phone all day and right. and going from house to house and it's not like that um so yeah you just have to like if you could if you can go in with realistic expectations, knowing that it's probably going to be six months to a year before I start making money, and um, you know it's going to be difficult, it's going to be, um, you know, you're going to get you're going to get your face kicked in <laughs> on a daily basis. And I always tell people this who are starting in real estate: it's like the best part about real estate is you only have to work a half a day, 
and you get to pick whichever 12 hours you want to work. It's yeah. just, you know, no, just so pick, true. you're going to be working a lot of hours. It's, um, it's a lot of hard work, but <clears throat> excuse me, you do get like the flywheel effect after you've been pushing for a long time and you're consistent and you work hard after a while, it just starts to, you know, it starts to pick up and it starts to go on, go on your own. And, um, you have some momentum and then, you know, things start to click, but yeah, you have to get through that that first six months to a year. Um, my friend, uh, Steve Powers, who's uh, with Century 21 SGR over here in the West Loop, he always, I like how he says it. He's like, you know, look at real estate as like you're going to college. Yeah. Two years, you've got your associate's degree. Three years or four years, you've got your graduate. And it just keeps going from there, but it's gonna take that long. It's gonna take you two years before you really start you know, building up some momentum and start getting going, but it's a good way to look at it. That way, you're in there for a long haul, not yeah. dropping out, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're right here on Madison. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so for you, in terms of now being more selective, right? As you've gotten, uh, to older. Right? <laughs> that's what it more is. More seasoned. Right? More seasoned. More seasoned. Uh, more experienced, right? But like for you, what does that look like when forming relationships now How, and being intentional about the people you work with? Versus when you're younger, you know, taking everything that you can because you're hungry and, you know, like you talked about earlier, trying to make money, trying to hustle. Yeah. Now being a little more selective, but also about forming relationships. Like what has been working for you to really build that clientele in the way that, like I said, is more intentional? Um, I think for me, yeah, if, if you know, if it's, it's hard to tell, um, obviously, right when you meet somebody, but if you don't. You know, if you don't really click with somebody and you you just don't, uh, you know, you don't really vibe with them that well, yeah. you know, it, 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 or they just have really unrealistic expectations of what their house could sell for, which everybody does. Every I always say, everyone thinks they're selling the Taj Mahal. Everybody does. Was that a red um, flag to you when you started hearing that? Yeah, you know, it. it and I always, again, you're, I'm full of these like cliches and one-liners, but I I always bet the jockey, not the horse. Meaning, mm -hmm. if the people, if a client is you know, kind and I feel like I could work with them and I get along with them, even if they have unrealistic expectations of what their house can sell for. I mean, I'm going to tell them what's going on in the market. Um, and I'll tell them this is probably what's realistic. And if they say, well, I still want to overprice my house, I tell them, okay, you know, it's fine, mm -hmm. but we're going to have to adjust if we're not under contract by such and such day and time. Um, but, um, but I think for me, what really sets me apart from from other realtors and, and kind of what my clients value me for is I'm just brutally honest. I just, I, I, I won't lie to people and I, I will not, I will not have somebody, I, I don't work with that many buyers, but when I am working with buyers, I tell them up front, I'm gonna talk you out of way more <laughs> places than I'm gonna talk you into because I've I've seen so many people get burned by a bad purchase mm. or making a bad decision. I mean, I, I I have clients that I will just flat out tell them like if you are buying a condo and you don't think you're going to be there for at least three to five years, I said don't do it. Just rent. Just mm. continue to rent because you know you don't know. It's a lot what, to go through. It's a lot to go through and. You know, if you're only going to be there for a few years, 
chance, chances are you're probably going to lose money on that. Right. I mean, there, there's just no way around it. Yes, you got the tax deductions of the of the mortgage interest. You do have a lot of benefits, but. Um, is it worth it, right? Is, is it worth it? And, you know, I ask them, like, only you can answer these questions, but what is your, you know, what's your long-term goal? What's your, what's your plan? Like, because I'll have people that'll say, oh, we want to buy a condo and we're planning on getting married and having kids. Hmm. Well, you're buying a two-bed <laughs> condo. You're going to outgrow this right. thing right away. Quick. Yeah. yeah, don't don't buy something just to buy it. I yeah. mean, be strategic. Think long-term. Um, you know, and I actually, this is a, this is a real, real life situation that I just had last year. I had this client, they were looking to sell their townhouse in Lincoln Park. They are, um, a recently married couple. She was due in April of this year and they didn't she wanted to go out to the suburbs he wanted to stay in the city and i just kept telling him i'm like look you're expecting your first baby hmm. you're just getting married you guys should move out to the burbs i mean to me it just makes yeah. sense and they still wanted to look at places in the city and uh the first day out with them i showed them this place in lakeview that was, uh, I think it was on the market for like 1.1, 1.2, something like that. And it was a, a, a penthouse hmm. in a three unit building, no amenities, no elevator, <laughs> no <laughs> garage. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm That's sure a lot of money. people who are familiar with Lakeview, they probably know the building I'm talking about. <laughs> and I said, and they wanted to, they wanted to put an offer in it that day. Wow. Right when we saw it, I wow. said, no. I'm like, I will not let you buy this place. I said, even in a good market, this place is going to be tough to resell. I said, you're expecting your first baby. One day of dragging your stroller up those stairs or groceries, I'm like, you're gonna, regret you're gonna want yeah. you're gonna regret it. You're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna kill me. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna regret this decision. I said, don't do it. And we went back and forth, back and forth, and and finally they listened to me. They said, okay, we're just gonna, we're just gonna pass. And afterwards, after they had their baby, because we still haven't found them a place yet, but after they had their baby, they're like, Ryan, you were right. Like you, we would have, we would have regretted that. That would have been a huge financial mistake. And yeah. I mean, aside from all that, they would have been buying at the peak and now the market's right. declining. They, there's no way they would have uh, not lost money on that transaction. Absolutely. And that's a big, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but you know, a million dollar mistake is not one that I like to make. Um, so yeah, I, but it's just being really brutally honest with people. You have to be, because I think buyers and, and sellers, they know when you've got commission breath and you're just in it for the money. And I, it's just, I, I've seen so many people that I have to play real estate rescue for that mm. either bought the wrong place or they're selling at a, at a not great time or whatever the case may be. And so much of what they are experiencing could have been, um, could have been completely, uh, uh, they, they, could have, they could have avoided it if, they, if somebody just told them, hey, 
you know, this is not a, a decision that's in your best interest. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, I have had age or I have had clients that I've tried to convince until I was blue in the face that they're making a bad decision. They still do it. So, yeah. but as long as I put that information out there and I tell them my perspective, then you know I can sleep at night. Well, there you go. <laughs> and right, if people are listening that uh, want to connect with you, support you, follow you, uh, you know, how can they find you on Instagram, social media, websites? Uh, on Instagram, and everybody confuses me with the restaurants, but I am RPM Chicago. I was RPM first. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. And actually, uh, Bill Rancic and I went to the same high school. No way. We were both from Orland Park. Um, and actually, he was one of our clients when I worked at CBRE. And I never met him, but uh, it's just funny. funny because, yeah, I'm everything everything I am on uh, social media is all is RPM. R- RPM Chicago. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, so. I appreciate you coming in just sharing your story and being a part of this community. Yeah, I appreciate it having me on.